Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Go be great with Coach Karina. I am your host, Karina Calhoun. I am your expert life strategist and I'm excited. I'm excited. We have Dr. Linda on the show today. Big shouts, big shouts, big shouts. I'm super excited. Dr. Linda, how are you today? I'm so good and I'm delighted to chat with you. Awesome. So tell us where in the world are you located these days? I am coming to you from Northern Vermont, right on the border near Montreal. I love it. You know, one of the places that I don't like to necessarily say bucket list because, you know, these are just things I want to do in life. It doesn't matter where, when it happens. I just want to do it. But one of the things I want to do is go to Canada. And so recently I've been talking to a lot of folks in Canada. So I'm like, okay, this might be a sign for me to go ahead and get that trip planned for my husband and I. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you know, the part of Canada that we live near is Quebec. Okay. It's absolutely like going to a foreign country. It's very French, um, but without having to fly over a bunch of ocean. Wow, that is amazing. I'm going to have to check it out. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Dr. Linda, tell us what you've got going on these days. Yes. Yeah, so I am the founder of what's called the Goodness Exchange. We have been curating the internet for goodness and progress, for insight and innovation that no one's hearing about since, 19, since 2013. Wow. Wow. So you've been curating the internet for goodness. Mm. You know, that, I got to tell you, that is inspiring. And I'm going to tell you why because there's so much negativity that's being reported in the world on a daily basis. I mean, you think about every nanosecond that the internet is popped open, there's negativity, but yet you're doing, you're being counterproductive against that negativity. How has that been going? So, um so I was an ordinary person. I was a dentist for 25 years when I started the Goodness Exchange because I'd seen my patients really struggling with the negativity in social media and the news. And that was way back in 2010. We never thought we'd wind up here uh, with the negativity. Yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty bad then. And, and I and I lived a life where I'd been all over the world um, doing work in really bleak places. So I'd seen generosity and ingenuity in, in places that you wouldn't expect. And I knew my patients were never going to see that version of each other or humanity. So I started writing articles about things in the world that we're not hearing about. My daughter graduated from Harvard. She brought a lot of really good energy um, and, and uh, pretty much professionalized the whole operation. And so we've been writing stories about all the insight and innovation no one knows about. And um, what we learned along the way, uh, Corinna, was that you, you get what you seek on the internet. The, the biggest thing is what you click on, you will get more of. In fact, most of social media is tuned so finely that if we don't even click on things, if you just pause enough to read something, the algorithms know what we're giving our attention to, and they give that back to us. So if you'll allow me, I, I, I have four really simple shifts that people can do to start seeing an entirely new world in their lives. I, I want to just kind of 
part just right here for one second before you tell us about those. For those that are listening to the podcast, I really want to encourage you to number one, go stop by Dr. Linda's website and she's going to give us that in just a few minutes. But I also want to encourage you to go and watch the actual video of this episode because the 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 goodness and I I am not using that as a pun but I literally I'm almost being brought to tears the goodness that I feel coming from her <laughs> and I just want to I want to pause I want to park here for a moment because the world needs to feel this so I just want you to take about just maybe 10 seconds those that are listening to literally be in a place of quiet and feel the goodness in this moment. It's like this. You're tapping Thank into you. Karana. Yes. You are, oh, I just got goosebumps on my legs. Now that's a sign. So that's the way the internet works. It's built to bring out our worst, most primitive impulses. Now, I'm not an internet hater. I think that this, that the internet, this is one of the things I teach people, the steam engine, the GPS, the automobile, it all, it came out in its first iteration and it wasn't good. It wasn't finished. It, it became dangerous. Every innovation we've ever had became dangerous in its first iteration. And I'm saying that's where we are with the internet. It's only like 30 years old and it's yeah. time for an update. And um, it is now built to trigger our worst impulses because the only thing that gets rewarded on the internet is eyeballs. That's it. Mm -hmm. If people can uh, trigger the parts of our brain that are all about disorder and danger and fear, then they get our eyeballs and then they make money. That's yeah. what I've gone from ordinary dentist, I could order shoes on the internet, to now the last TEDx um, talk I gave, they called me the global positive media mogul. Now my, yes. team, <laughs> now my team thinks that's that's hilarious, but we do have seven platforms that are all around amplifying the good in the world that we're just not hearing about. Mm. And um, I do want to say, if to your point where we took 10 seconds to really think about what we are feeling, that is right in line with what I tell people how they should um, decide what to click on or not on the internet. Mm. it make you feel because what we give our attention to expands oh my goodness that is so good it's just the truth right if we think about our 14 year old and everything that we can't stand about them or how how our or, then that expands in our 14 year old or our coworker or our neighbor right it's the same in our digital lives what we give our attention to expands mm. So if we, like you just did, pause, that's the first thing to do is to stop following our emotions over a cliff. Mm, 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 mm. Just pause, pause before you click on anything. Yeah. And, um, and then ignore more. Don't follow your fear, your anger, your scarcity feelings. Say, oh, they're trying to get me. Like we should yeah. know game being played we can know this game 
And um, so the first two shifts are pause. Um, the second one is ignore more. And the third one is seek signs of goodness and progress. Because um, no one is producing content for the internet, no one, that we won't click on. Uh -huh. So we ultimately, I know this sounds like a real leap, but we have all the power on the internet. If we don't give our attention to things, if we don't click on things, content producers will not create that content anymore. Exactly. Absolutely true. The fourth shift is when you see good stuff, do exactly what you did. Pause and share it. Share mm. this moment that you're feeling so good or so grateful or so uplifted. The more we, what we share is what we will, is the future of what we will have, whether in our internet life or our personal lives, our working lives, um, what we share, we get more of. I am so thankful to have had this conversation with you. You have no idea, you know, and this is not one of those things where I don't want those of you that are listening to think, oh, well, there must be something bad going on in her life for her to need this motivation or this inspiration. You can have everything great going on in your life and still be inspired and still be motivated and still be grateful and still be thankful. And this, oh my goodness, yeah. I am thankful for this conversation because I am just one of those people. I prefer to live in the positive and I don't mean the toxic positivity. I'm talking about the real true positive living. Yes, there's things going on in the world, but guess what? All of them are not bad. All of it is not negative. Yeah, so that is one of the things that I teach in my public speaking is that don't forget, what makes the news has to be newsworthy. That means it has to be rare, very rare, or else it doesn't, it isn't newsworthy. So we've got a shift in our brain. When we hear the same negative thing over and over and over and over again, it makes our brain think it's nearer and nearer, but that's not how that, and that, that, that is a protection mechanism in our brain. So it's, it's not bad, but it's not the truth. The truth is that, you know, that we, there's not saber tooth tigers in our world anymore, but our brain right. is, is hyper um, aware of negativity. So it can keep us safe. But the, but the converse of that is we can choose. We can choose what to give our attention to. I have a podcast called the conspiracy of goodness podcast. Mm -hmm. And I just seconds ago interviewed a woman who lost both her legs in a boating accident. She was mm -hmm. 22 years old. Wow. Player, all that. And the entire interview, she's talking to me about how that has turned out four years later to be such a good thing in her life. Wow. Amazing. You know, she, but these are choices along the way, perspective choices she made over and over again. And now she just got finished modeling for the Kardashian. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> She and two other girls are the first handicapped models to have done a big, big modeling shoot like that in their wheelchairs with their prosthetics and the pictures are gorgeous. And my point for telling that one little story is that there are millions of stories like that, of people who are doing good in the world or taking adversity and turning it into something of beauty um, that we're just not hearing enough about. If we want a different world, we're going to have to share it when we see it. 
Now, Dr. Linda, I want to ask you this. For those that are listening that say, well, Dr. Linda, you know, I can do that going forward, but what about the things that have happened in the past that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, are still replaying in my mind? And the reason why I want to bring this forward is because a lot of times people don't realize they're able to rewrite mm. that history, how mm. they see it, how they feel it. Doesn't necessarily change the outcome, it's, but it's how they perceive whatever it was that happened. Because the first thing I tell people is you're here today. So what do you say to that? All right. So a lot of people who meet me, uh, I get interviewed all the time. And, and a lot of people have this, this assumption that I have had a very privileged life and that um, I'm, I'm looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. I assure you I'm not. I have a childhood tragedy that's just beyond uh, what anybody should have, have to experience at 15. My husband also has a tra childhood tragedy. Um, and what I've noticed is that the people I speak to, these people that we write about that are doing amazing things in the world, they've taken whatever cards life dealt with, dealt them, and they figured out how to make the best hand of it. We can't make these things go away that are so, so believably life-changing, but we can decide what we do with that experience. We can't, we totally can decide that that my childhood tragedy I'd rather not talk about, but it's the reason why I, I developed a life of service to others and I do the goodness exchange. Now, I can't change that tragedy, but I am doing what I can to make the world a little better place with the energy that that tragedy gives me every day. And um, so good thing, bad thing. I, this is a this is a concept um, I love to share with people. There's a wonderful man named Dr. Suikumar Rao, R-A-O, who you know gets interviewed at Google and, and National Geographic and everything. And he has this great concept. He said he reminds us to, to just accept what happens and then not label it a good thing or a bad thing. Just wait. Mm. Make steps going forward that um put the best energy towards that thing that that's so bad that happened because if you don't label it either way you can it opens up a whole landscape of possibility um and you can make the best of a very very bad situation and 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 it's because of your choices what you gave your attention to so when bad things happen to me like i've got a broken leg right now a cast for my ankle to and it was a tragedy. It was a total tragedy. Um, but good thing, bad thing. A lot of good things have come to my life because I was forced to wear this giant cast for three months. Um, lost three family members in four months uh, last fall. Uh, uh, four, four family members in six months. You know what? All but one of them, I've been able to, in my mind, come up with some, uh, some way to interpret that loss so I can use it going forward to live a better life for my kids and my family. Mm -hmm. We have these choices. Yes. We just pause and not follow our emotions over a cliff. Absolutely. 
I love that. I love that. And I will absolutely, to be very transparent with you, I will be adopting that phrase. Yes. Not following our emotions over a cliff because that is exactly what happens. It is a downward fall. So Dr. Linda, tell us how we can get in touch with you because I would imagine this is, I mean, just having this short, brief conversation with you has literally done my heart so well today. It is amazing. So um, uh, what I do in the world is I just, I just, I just translate what I'm learning from all these thought leaders that I interview on the podcast and that we've written about at the Goodness Exchange. Um, but I, I've written a book called Happiness is an Option. Um, and the subtitle is about thriving, not just surviving in a digital world. I mean, we've got to get our, our hands around this part of our life that's having so much influence that's so negative. So in happiness it is an option. It's a little short book. You can read it probably in an afternoon. I'll give you a bunch of tips that I've learned um, from that you can so you can skip all the craziness I've been through um, to know how to get a positive life at, um, in your digital in your digital world and then have that you know, expand everything in your re in your real life. Um, and then I've got the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast that people tell me they. It, um, they are so inspired weekly by these great people all around the world who they never would have known about. And um, then the Goodness Exchange itself, lastly, I, I recommend people go to the Goodness Exchange, decide to start their day with something really uplifting, and that carries you through the harshness that will come your way. It's just part of life. Rather yeah. than opening your day with breaking news or social media. I mean, that's like falling on a cactus purpose. purpose oh my. <laughs> right? Like decide what you do first thing in your day and that's going to serve you. And, and I, I, that I didn't make that one up. I have an interview with a woman named Cole Baker Bagley who's dropped that one on me. She said, we get to choose first thing in the morning, blanket, cactus. Are we going to yeah. wrap ourselves in some good positive thing first thing in the morning or fall on a cactus? You know, and, and just to make things extremely personable, at least for myself, growing up, well, even now, my mother has always had plants all around the house. And so when I was a young child, she had cactus. Mm -hmm. Not sure why because she could grow anything and she did, she would grow anything. And so around the house, she would have all these different plants, but she would also have different types of cactus. Yeah. And I remember there were a few that for whatever reason, I would accidentally touch them and the little prickly things would be, it would be so difficult to get them out. And then I had a cousin that came over that accidentally sat on one. And so when you think about falling on a cactus, it's not just a matter of, oops, I fell and I just get back up. There's different things that happen once you fall on it. You've got to take time to get those things out, those, the distractions, the, the prickly things that stay in there for sometimes hours, days, weeks, until it works its way out. So falling on that cactus is no small thing. No, and it's and and it's when it's intentional. That's where the biggest that that I think this potential. I, I I just don't like when I mean life is complicated enough. 
let alone if we invite complexity into our lives. I don't tell people to turn off the news. I tell them to, you know, to limit it just like a diet, a news diet, maybe 10 minutes on their driving on their way to work and 10 minutes on the way back home or something like that. But to start your day, your conscious consciousness, open it with social media or the news. <laughs> yeah. You might as well fall on a cactus and be stuck with all those. I know what you're talking about. I've got a cactus that is just like that. It leaves these little invisible ones in your skin. Yep. I know. And, it, and, the, and they have to work their way out because you can't see them. No, it's and a great so, analogy. Yeah. So imagine this happening, you know, when you fall on that cactus. But, you know, and I want to say, as far as the news is concerned, I know from my husband and I, we have conditioned ourselves to hear almost it's not an unspoken because you know but it is it is the unspoken agenda behind it and i'm and i'm not going into propaganda or anything like that but i'm saying when you begin to hear the same thing over again or you begin to hear something that, wait, that's actually not, as you said, that's not breaking news. You begin to hear something completely different than what's being really relayed to you. And then that's when it's time. So we have conditioned ourselves that we'll listen just enough to when we hear that piece starting, it goes off. We don't want to hear anymore. You are so right. That is one of the things I tell people about the news. Um, if people are telling you how you should feel, that yeah. is the warning sign. I'll give you the little tip that I tell people to do. If you think your your news station that you watch, and you, it, I'm telling you, it goes from one spectrum to the other. Yeah. If you turn po polit politically, let's say, one spectrum to the other, as far as you can. Okay, turn off the sound. And here's how you can test whether somebody has an agenda or whether they're trying to make you feel something is if you turn off the sound and you can tell whether they're angry, exasperated, making fun of some other side or gloating or all the things. If you can tell what their emotions are, then it's not unbiased news. Right. It's not when people are trying to make you feel something that's a different thing that's entertainment news and um there's a whole lot of agenda behind entertainment news there, somebody is making a lot of money out of getting the reactions from us that they get so i say find a news broadcast that you can turn down the sound and you have no idea whether they're saying anything good or bad or because then that's somebody who's just telling you facts, telling you facts, telling you facts, and they're not trying to move the needle on your emotions. Mm -hmm. That's the litmus test that I think works best. Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%. This has been an amazing conversation. I am just like overwhelmed with goodness. <laughs> And so I just, I really want to thank you for coming to the show. And I'm, I'm almost positive, probably 99.9% .9 sure that I will be requesting you back okay. at some point because this has been an amazing conversation. And so Dr. Linda, any last words of wisdom, instruction, guidance, anything that you, I just have a feeling that we're willing to listen to what you have to say. So That's anything that you have to 
you want to say to us before we end? Okay, there's 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 one the I've already said one thing that I really think we've all got to just rein ourselves in on. Control the chaos by deciding what you give your attention to. Because there's so much out there that we can't control. Our car is going to break down, you know, our coworker is going to not show up for work and then we're going to have twice as much work. All that stuff we can't control. But there is so much that we can control. So that's the, my first big thing. If you start pausing and deciding what you're giving your attention to and just turning your back, ignoring 80% of what used to get you revved up, your life will feel better. And here's something that you can do for others. It's yeah. be kinder than you need to be. Now, this is not be kind. You know how be kind is all over the place and everybody's talking about kindness. This is... <laughs> Be kinder than the situation calls for. Be kinder than you need to be. Yeah. This is where the sweet spot of making a wave of goodness happen in the people around you in, with strangers is like, even though the situation maybe doesn't deserve your, your kindness, give it anyway. Yes. Yes. I agree 100%. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's my, uh, you know, I one I once was talking to my brother about poor my poor brother. He's the topic of my my podcast so often. Um, I was talking to him about this person that was. We have a family farm in Illinois, and there was a person who was um, not behaving well, who was invited on the farm and brought strangers, who left garbage and all that stuff. And um, I said, Alex, I, I think the way to address this is to be kinder than we need to be. And he says, I am kind. That's our reaction sometimes when people tell us be kind. I think it's best to, to tell ourselves, pause, don't follow our emotions over a cliff. How can I be kinder than I really need to be? And the world would be a better place if newscasters, if politicians, if yeah. everyday citizens, neighbors, coworkers, just try to be a little bit kinder. I think that you'll see that that is as good for the giver as it is for the receiver. Exactly, exactly. Because I do believe it is human nature to be of service to others. And so being of service to others is going to really um, as you're being kinder, it's going to allow you to really hone in on that and feel that. How amazing is that? It's as good for the giver as it is for the receiver. Yes, yes. So Dr. Dr. Linda, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. This has absolutely been amazing. And, uh, you know, blessings to you on your continued endeavor, your journey. Uh, really making this world better as you encounter everyone else it is just amazing. So thank you so very much for being on the show today. And again, I am positive that we will be asking you back at a later date. I would, I would love to come back. I want to talk about the gratitude economy with you. Oh, yes. Oh, my uh -huh. goodness. This is where it is at for all our work lives. Yes, we definitely need okay. to talk about that. That should be a conversation to be had. And I know it's going to be amazing with you. Okay. All right. Have a great day, Corinna. Thank you.